guys, and welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for joining us again today for another episode. I'm really excited because I have just a really stunning woman on the show that um, I'm really interested to dive in and get to know more about her. We have some paths from the past that might have interceded. So please welcome to uh, the show, Brittany Page. Brittany, how are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be on the show. When um, when I was asked to be on the show, I immediately knew your name just because of the synchronicities that we have in our lives. And so it is an honor and a privilege to be a guest on your show today. Oh, thank you so much. I know I always appreciate people's time and I always want, look, strong women to me are literally the pillar of our society. And I think that, um, you know, you definitely represent that in so many ways. And I just kind of want to get to know you know how it was. I mean, look, I know that we have sort of the wrestling thing in common. And um, for me, when I, you know, was in a very short period in the WWE, I wasn't there that long, but being on the road was really difficult for me, even though I love traveling, but just that amount of time on the road. So, you know, your dad is DDP Diamond Dallas Page. Obviously, when you were growing up, how old were you when your dad was kind of in the thick of wrestling? Was it his whole life? I So the youngest memory will say, but it's more of a photo. I believe I was three. Wow. And so just going to the show um, as a baby, being backstage, being in the audience, and then as I got older, of course, the height of his career was more when I was in elementary through middle and high. And um, it was uh, it was it was cool, very unorthodox. But um, I wouldn't change it for the world just because learning. I think it really taught me how to adapt and not having. Of course, I couldn't be on the road with him everywhere he went because that would be insane for a a child to travel like that. But we, we did get to go to some shows and, um, I mean, some of my lifelong friends, um, Brooke Hogan is one of my best friends and sister. And I would not have been able to develop that friendship without our fathers. And so, though it's it was difficult not to have him around like that all the time what came from it was priceless and invaluable it's so incredible you know i've been doing so much just sort of diving into sort of you know self exploration and trying to do as much improvement as i can with you know my mindset and everything and you know, I came across something where it's like, look, we all have a past, right? But it doesn't have to necessarily define us in a bad way. I mean, some people may think your dad was on the road a lot, right? But I love the fact that you use that as a positive to say, you know what, it made me basically have to adapt to this and maybe become a little bit stronger. And, you know, the bond that you and your dad, I'm sure had, you know, when he was home, he was able to just spend such undivided, you know, attention 
intention with you, but for me, like just being on the road, I can't even, you know, I can't put it into words for people. It's a very difficult lifestyle and you have to have the mental fortitude of a giant to get through with it. And listen, for me, the short amount of time, but your dad was in it for a really long time. So it just shows just what just, you know, what a strong man you had, you know, that was, you know, you know, raising you when you were little. Absolutely. And he, some of the stories he's told are incredible from funny to sad to, um, just grueling. Um, a lot of people don't realize in the wrestling industry that there's a lot of work that goes into that moment where you do make it. And he would tell me he worked for years for free making no money yep. going on the road 365 days a year. This isn't like the NFL. It's not like the MLB. You don't get a few months off a year. This is year round. Yeah. One, two, three times a week and hoping that you're going to have your break. Yeah. And a lot of people don't even get that break and put all the work into it. So I, I totally understand that the, what you have to put into it and hopes that your career does take off and you are definitely one of the fortunate ones and you're I mean you were a, a gorgeous diva and I mean and then to see what you have done with that platform into real estate and uh, what you've overcome is is amazing there's not a lot of people that can make that transition and so Hats off to you. Thank you so much. I know I people don't really understand that, you know, a lot of, you know, the guys and the women, they're, like, like you said, they're out there, they're training and they're honing in on their skills. And you don't know, like the, it's up to the writers. It's up to like behind the scenes of, you know, are you, are you going to get a storyline, right? That's going to propel you onto one of these shows. That's going to give you that visibility and then, you know, that's going to carry you hopefully for a really long time. So it is a very hard industry. My hat goes off to every single person that, you know, it is, there are so many semis. It is such a huge production. Um, I think the funny thing that I remember they had tanning pens on the road that they brought with them back, back in the day. So you could be nice and tan and, you know, sexy and everything for that. Um, but anyways, but yeah, so I don't know if you know this, but I had a modeling agency called Beauty Models. And when your dad decided to do a yoga, the whole yoga video, I, um, he came to my agency to cast some of the background yoga, um, people in that video. I know. Oh my gosh. That just gave me chills. That's insane. It's that so crazy. You were, you were out of LA. I, I was out of LA and I own a modeling agency. And so we got the call that they were looking for people that could do yoga because your dad was starting this. So he did yoga. Was that to um, help heal his injuries? Was that a yes. big reason? Yes. He's back. He, he had broken um, his L3 and L4, I believe. And uh, yeah, Kim at the time was like, you have to try yoga because the doctors wanted to have surgery. And yeah. he's like, if I do that, my career's over. So she eventually convinced him and then he loved it. He wasn't so fond of the spiritual centering part of it. Okay. So he <laughs> made it his own and he mixed in calisthenics and his rehab work and came up with this incredible program that has, I assume at that time was YRG, Yoga for Regular Guys which then went to DDP yoga, yes. which now has transformed into DDPY. 
Is it still going? Is it still a program that oh. people use? Oh my gosh. Yes. We, um, we're constantly adding new programs. We're working on a program right now called rebuild and, um, which basically are, it focuses on people who are really, really broken and, and they, they don't really have a solution to improve their lifestyle. And, um, we have people that start in chairs and then after a few months, they're taking their first step and mm-hmm. it's, it's incredible. It is absolutely incredible to be a part of this journey. And I'm over with that company. I'm over all the nutrition and, um, cooking shows and basically the third pillar of what DDP yoga is, because it's, it's of course, not just to work out because it's only part of it. It's a complete lifestyle. Yeah. And, and look, I think in today's society, there's so many things that people like this can turn to. Thank God, because everything I'm reading from, you know, um, Joe Dispenza and quantum physics and people really having to understand what control that their mind actually has over their body, right? Their mindset and just what an integral part that plays in their day to day. Um, I know I, I just, I have a new coach. I know Joe, Joe Orlando was laughing at me. I have a coach. I have a new life coach and, um, she's great because she wrote a New York times bestseller. And her whole thing is like, for me, I was like, okay, I'm going to start my day with a gratitude journal. Like I want to start my day on that like having that kind of light, I want to go out into the world and have that energy that I'm kind of passing on to other people. And then, but it's really hard to sustain that kind of like joy and gratitude throughout an entire day, because look, we've just got shit coming at us from every angle, right. In life, especially lately with, you know, COVID and everything. And so she kind of had a different mentality about this. And it was kind of interesting. She wrote a book about who is driving your bus. And it's just about sort of your emotions, like who's driving your bus. Because if you realize that, you know, angst or anxiety is driving your bus, all of a sudden you can't just suddenly sometimes go to like, Oh, I'm so grateful that the sun is, you know what I mean? It's hard to kind of get, shift your mind that quickly. So if you can basically think of it, like you need to put a new driver into the seat of that bus and maybe you're not going to get into gratitude, right? You can name your people. You may not get into even, um, just Zen. You might just have to get to neutral, but if you get to neutral, at least you're not out there just spewing this really bad negative energy to the rest of the world. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I color coded all my drivers and I realized I had a double decker bus of emotions, which was like <laughs> really scary at this point in my life. But I'm like, okay, yeah, you crazy woman, you need to go into the back of the bus. Um, but yeah, it's so nice that you guys have something that, you know, people can, and look at not everyone's going to be into like, like woo spiritual, the whole thing, but just the fact that you guys have concrete evidence, right. And you have concrete systems that obviously help people in all aspects of life just to kind of turn their life around is incredible. Oh, it's, it's such a cool thing to be a part of and um, to watch people from, I mean, we have people as young as 12 to, I think the oldest is 88. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it is very cool to be a part of and watch these people transform their lives at a point where a lot of people don't even think that 
it's possible. Right. They think they're too old. They think that they're just... Right, right. This is just it. And we'll just make the best of it. But what a lot of people don't realize is that there's never a point in your life where it's just it. You you can always make your life better. You can always make the quality of your life better just by a few small choices, which goes back to what you just said about you, you are in control of your emotions and the energy you put out. And, um, one of my dad's favorite quotes is life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. And it's so true. Nobody can dictate how you respond to something. And that's a huge amount of self-control to learn and to maintain and to sustain. And, um, I am by far not perfect, but I try so hard to always stay in the mindset glass half full. Like it could always be worse. Everyone's situation, like even at the worst and the lowest of your life, there is always someone going through a little more Mm -hmm. and to just be thankful for what you have and the life you live and the, the family you have or the friends you have is so important for your mental health, which a lot of people seem to neglect these days because uh, as a country, we are the busiest country in the world. We, we don't rest. There's no siestas. There's no breaks to, to relax during the day. And we're just nonstop going from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to sleep. So to, to take control of your mental health and to really retrain the way you think is so important for your quality of life. Yeah, definitely. I know I would say if you don't take control of your day, it will control you. A hundred percent and not always in the, in the very best way. And I wonder, do you feel like there's like a shift right now? Because when I was in my twenties, even thirties, I don't, I mean, people were doing yoga, but I don't know that people were really this awake about, right. The, how powerful your brain can be. And like, right. Do you feel like there's been a shift? Oh, for sure. For sure. I know. So when, when my perfect example is, I know when my dad started the program, he was the one who was like, uh, you're not going to catch me doing yoga. I mean, look at me. Why would, why the F would I do yoga? And, um, but I think people are now learning how flexibility is used and you, the, the more you take care of your body and you keep your muscles limber and you, you, you move your joints and you do really focus on that taking care of yourself and self-care, um, how much better your life is. And I'm going to have to say, as with a lot of things, social media and the internet, um, those are huge players in this. And because now people are more aware and they, there are answers for issues that we had the same issues we had three decades ago in, of course, yoga and self-care and, and uh, mental health awareness that that was all a thing, but people weren't able to access it like they can now. So um, as it, the internet and social media is a blessing and a curse all in itself, yes. there's times where I've just had to log off completely and I'm like, I just need to breathe. It becomes such an addiction. Um, I think that the awareness has been uh, more widely 
available because of that. And so people are more apt to try it and look into it. And I think that's, that's really cool. Yeah, no, definitely. I agree. So did you feel, did you get into wrestling at all? Did you feel pressure to get into the business because your dad was such a big part of it? So I did train for a few months. Let me tell you. Oh no, here it goes. <laughs> that was the hardest. I was an athlete growing up. I, I ran track. I did competitive travel cheer. I mean, I consider myself very athletic. I have never been through the physical abuse. I don't, I don't know what to call it. Yes. Like it's, a clothesline it's is un- abuse. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just hitting the ropes. Yeah. Like people don't realize hitting the ropes. It's not like these bouncy boxing ropes that just no. bounce you right off. Like from under my underarm down below my hip every day after training, I was completely bruised yep. taking bumps. I mean, it would knock the wind out of me. Yep. And and they, the funny thing is, is my dad would say, well, I mean, the bruises don't go away because you'll build scar tissue. I'm like, that is a horrible <laughs> way to speak about oh it. Like, it was insane. But I love that I did it. Yeah. Um, because it, it gave me a different respect. Yes. For what these athletes and entertainers go through. And I couple that together because you can't just be athletic and be in the WWE or the no. AEW. Like yeah. you have to be gifted in acting as well because yeah. it's it's incredible what you guys are able to do and sell and so uh, bravo. I couldn't do it. I tried. Yeah, I mean people people talk about the it factor in Hollywood all the time and it's like when I was in, you know, the WWE there, there is just something that people possess. You know, The Rock, Dwayne is such a, a, a shining example of that, of just when you're talking to him, you don't feel like there's anyone else in the room. Like he just, right. you know what I mean? That energy that he really kind of gives and the fact that he, he does, he, he just sucks you in with that, you know, incredible charisma, you know, that he has. And, um, I mean, obviously you were there and you saw it. I mean, those fans are <laughs> relentless in a good and bad way. I had never been called so many names in my entire life. <laughs> and it's like, everyone's like, great job. Like that sucked. You know what I mean? But you kind of get used to it, but I never got used to, to basically hitting the mat. It's not some bounce house. You know what I mean? Like the ring is not a bounce house. When you hit that, it's hard. If there's a tiny bit of give right to it, but it's not like you're a gymnast and you're on a trampoline. That is not, it hurts. It hurts. Oh, it's press board. Yeah. Like it's literally wood under this teeny, teeny, teeny little piece of mat. Yeah. Just to give it a little get like a little give. And then the heavier you are, the less it's going to (laughs) give. (laughs) <laughs> These guys are like, right? Like the floor. Yeah. So tell me about today. So, um, so the wrestling thing, is that kind of in the rear view mirror for you? Are you still involved oh, at for all? Sure. Okay. For sure. Um, yes. For a while ago, um, me and Brooke and Lacey Von Eric and, um, Ariel Toombs, which is Roddy Piper's daughter, we were in the talks of starting an all women's league and developing a show around that, that was back in like 2016. 
And that's still, of course, anything is a possibility, but that kind of just went to the back burner. So if I was to ever get into the wrestling world, that is how I would get into it. Um, But yeah, the in front of the camera, in the ring stuff, that is, I just <laughs> like been there, done that. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you're doing, I, I saw that you're doing some design stuff, which I love because being in real estate design is something that just completely fills my, you know, my world up. Um, how did you, did you go to school for design or that's just something you naturally just loved? So I've always loved it. Um, I, I did go to Savannah College of Art and Design for fashion design, but, um, I quickly, I spent about a year there. And then I quickly realized that I was spending a lot of money to learn things that I already knew. And I know that the, the relationships that you get from going to school like that in those career fields are invaluable, but I just couldn't justify it. So I ended up moving over to Alabama, which is where I went to school after SCAD. Um, but when I moved to Alabama, um, I started staging homes and I loved it. And um, then that moved into my passion for Christmas design and where I really kind of go insane. My dad is, is kind of known for being Christmas crazy. And it's, it's definitely a generational thing that has been passed down. Really? Um, yes. Oh my gosh. If, uh, yeah, I'll have to absolutely send you some pictures of how we do our house. I, I think we have like eight, eight trees up Wow. that we put up every year. Every room is done, including guest rooms, bathrooms. So, um, yeah, I, I do his house every year. And then this year I decided to break into, um, hiring myself out for it. And it was, it was great for a first year. I did tons of trees and help people decorate their houses. And, um, then I went into event planning by, by chance. I, so my dad just had his surprise wedding to Paige. Okay. Paige. And, um, it started with a, Hey Britt, I'm going to marry Paige. And I was like, okay, yeah, great. Wonderful. He was like, if, if you want to help out with any of the details, I know you're really good at this. So, um, feel free to help. I'm like, sure. The next week I get an email that says, to the event coordinator up in Chattanooga, which is a different state. Hey, Lauren, this is my daughter, Brittany, and she will be heading up all the details of the wedding. So all of a sudden I became a full-time wedding planner for a woman that has no idea that she's getting married. So I she was didn't know everything. it was so a surprise she wedding. She walked right into it. She oh knew my gosh. That she was going to get married by the end of the year, but she did not know when. So they were engaged. So she at least had said yes. Yes. Oh, thank yes. you. Okay. They had talked about it and he hadn't done the formal proposal yet, which he, he did there. They, they walked around the corner. Our family was there. He proposed there. And then she walked around another corner and all of her friends were there. So it was, oh it was quite gosh. a moment. How but amazing. Planning a wedding for somebody else with, you can't get their opinion on anything and then and it's it in another successful. state, like the vendors, like how you don't have any connections. And I have a two-year-old who I have full time. Wait a so. minute. So you had to bring your daughter with you? Every time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you are wonder woman. But I you loved like, it. You know what? If I could do this, I think I could really, really do this. Yeah. 
That's incredible. So are you going to branch out now into more design and Yes. Yes. Um, after doing this, and that was five days after our, our uh, annual Christmas party that we had, which this year we had about 200 people. And I was like, okay, I think, I think this is something I could be really good at because if I can do two over a hundred person events within five days and keep them organized and, and be successful, I, th- I feel like that's a skill. Yeah. So I should really kind of go off that. And so now we're, we're working on bringing that into my interior design business. And, um, yeah, it's just another, another branch to my brand. And I'm really excited about 2022 because we have so many things going on between my company, which I'm building and then DDP yoga, which has been my family's, I mean, just, pillar and foundation for so long too. Right. Yeah. I mean, the fact that it's, you know, um, stood the test of time. I had no idea that it was still kind of out there and had evolved to what it has become, you know, today. And then the Christmas thing. It's so I love Christmas. I decided to do gnomes. Like, I don't know why, like, I know gnomes can be creepy, but they were super (laughs) cute, like gnomes. And then, um, I don't know. I went a little overboard because I put like these, toilet gnome seats thing so like the gnome hat hangs over and then my kids were like mom it's just too much it's weird I don't know I can't I can't use that bathroom at this point they're just like I'm like but it's cute like I'm sitting on the gnome's face I just did not feel good you know what I mean even for 12 year olds they're like this is just really wrong I don't want to sit on the gnome's face to go in the bathroom yeah so I had to get rid of the toilet gnome but other than that they let me you know keep everything else but I love that you know you light up when you talk about this which just shows that this is something that it's your why it's what you know makes you happy and makes your heart beat and I love that I love I'm so happy that my viewers and my listeners are able to kind of see this and understand if you guys could see this woman's gorgeous face light up when she talks about you know design and Christmas and holiday and helping people you know plan events that's what life is all about right it's finding that that situation that even with, you know, your child in tow, you were still so excited about it and, you know, was able to execute and make it happen. I'm sure it was just a gorgeous event. Oh, it, it turned out so perfect. And, and Paige, um, which is my dad's wife's name, Paige McMahon is her name, which is Is she related to the McMahons. No, oh, she's not. Oh, that's <laughs> so random. She probably is somewhere down the line. She should do right, like an- ancestry.com. <laughs> um, but she was just so thrilled. And, and your wedding day is such a special day and you want it to be everything you've ever dreamed of it being. And so there's a lot of pressure on, on who's ever planning that to make sure that's exactly what it is. So just step into really who, who she is and what she loves. It's completely different than something I would want. So I really enjoyed being able to kind of go through her eyes and really ask her these questions without being obvious on why I'm asking these questions of what do you like? Do you, do you like romantic things? Do you like glamorous things? And she's very much a minimalist and which is so funny because my father is 
very much not. And really, um, is he extra? Oh, oh, he is extra, extra, extra. Um, Yes, he is. I mean, he has so much going on between we between the DDP yoga and his speaking engagements and his signings and his books, uh, his book signings, and then the um, the Comic Con event. Like he's just nonstop, and so. He needs people around him to help him. He'll say, when I tell you something, it literally is in my head. And when it exits, it's gone. So I, if I'm telling you that, I need to have a write it down and get it done because I will no longer remember. Like the capacity is not there to be able to yeah. handle everything going on in his life. So for them to be together is so cool. It, it really is opposites attract. And um, they're just such a beautiful couple. And... I um, was going through a breakup when they were getting together and we all stayed together during quarantine and it all happened with like this within the same month. So I had Oakley who was like six months. They were a new couple and just so loving. And I was like, Oh, this is torture. Oh I my God. I just have to drink wine. I don't know what else to do. I can't, I can't go out and date. I can't like, we're just all stuck together. And it was the best thing that ever happened because it made me realize that there are relationships out there that are healthy and they are just the epitome of that, uh, simpatico. Um, it's just really, really cool to watch them have grown from where they were, go through quarantine together as a new couple. And, here we are now. And I guess I have a new stepmom. I, w- I was kidding with her and I was like, so, so should I call you stepmommy, mommy or mommy dearest? <laughs> well, she's a stepmom and a stepgrandma, right? I mean, right. she oh. got the whole, yeah, the whole shebang. shebang. <laughs> <laughs> and Oakley loves her. She is obsessed with her Nana. She will pass me and my dad and go straight to Nana every time. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. You know, I never asked, like, do you know how your dad even got into the wrestling realm? I mean, did he know anyone? Was his family a part of it? No, not at all. Um, Actually, he got into it really late. And it's so funny that you asked this because he just did a podcast with Steve Austin. And I love Steve Austin. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So do we. So do we. He, He is definitely one of our family members like he's just a, a lovely lovely two led two legends in a room i mean it's I, incredible. Right. I know two legends walk into a bar yes <laughs> but um he was talking about it so it's kind of fresh he um he started he always managed clubs and bars in asbury park which is how he met my mom and um he was a radio personality. He was always had that magnanimous, outgoing energy about him. So people loved his voice. So I know that there was um, like a wrestling tryout when he was in his 20s and it didn't go over so, so well, but that's not where his career started. He actually started when he later on when he was 35 which is wow and started as a manager and um then the guy like he was doing an okay job there but he was a little too too over yeah like he was too much of a character to be a manager manager, yeah he's probably overshadowing the guy he was being a manager for yeah yeah 
And so he told the guys that he was going to go to the power plant and work out. And they laughed. Oh my gosh. They laughed at him. They were like, okay, you got it. And he came back and lo and behold, six years later, he won the title three times. So at 40, 41. Wow. That's crazy. Cause I remember when I was a diva, like I just, I lied about my age so much because I felt like I was the oldest sort of like diva there that there were times when people asked me like in other parts of my life, like how old I was. And I was like, Oh, I don't remember. Right. Cause I just had bought into the lie of how, you know, old I was per the WWE standards kind of a thing. And they never asked me to lie. It wasn't about that. I just felt like, you know, being surrounded by kind of these young girls that even though I looked younger that, you know, my body definitely was not, you know, 21, you know, anymore, but how, how exciting. I love your story. I love you. I think you're awesome. I love that you've found your joy in life. You found your why. Um, hopefully people listening can kind of understand that, you know, you can think you found your why, and then that can change. You can think you found your relationship and that can change, right? Just never, ever stop searching for those things in your life, whether that's, you know, personal or professional that do bring out the best in you and make you your best version. And, and just don't stop looking for that. You know, I just, gosh, I see so many people lately, so miserable. And I just, I really want people to see shining examples like you that can, you know, show them, look, you know, I thought I wanted to do this. And then I made this, you know, and I thought I was in this. And it's like, even your dad getting married, you know, later on in life and you telling me just like how happy he is and how fulfilled he is and, you know, how that kind of like, you know, spills over into your whole entire family. Um, everybody just, it's out there. Don't stop looking because once right. you find it, your life will change beyond anything I could even explain in words. So Thank you so much for being a guest. You're lovely. And I wish you all the best. You don't need any luck. I'm sure that, you know, your um, the yoga is going to continue to, I'm going to check it out too, because I love yoga. And oh, absolutely. Uh, you'll love it. You will yeah. love it. Being athletic and, and like and twerk out, you will absolutely love it. We'll make sure that you are, you get on the VIP list. So you don't Please. Have to about <laughs> yes. Yes. The old, the oldies, the oldies, but the goodies. So, all right, Britt, thank you so much. Enjoy. Have a very, very, um, beautiful 2022. I can't wait to see what you're going to accomplish. I know great things are ahead of you. Thank you, Amy, for having me. It's been a pleasure. Happy new year to you and your family. And I look forward to keeping up with you through DDP yoga. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> Have a good one. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for uh, watching, listening, another episode of Amy Weber Unleashed. Until next time, I'll see you later. 